You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm She Wolf. And I'm Beatrix Graysgaard. We'll be casting witchy vibes and sonic spells until 6 p.m. So gather round, light a candle, and levitate with us. You sound echoey. Do I sound echoey? You both sound echoey. Why are we, are we like trapped in a vortex? <laughs> What's happening? It's the ghost. Mode. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh well, if you if we sound weird, Ooh. please tweet at us and tell tweet us. us and tell us what hauntings you you detect. Yeah, in the radio broadcast sounds like did s- something's on. Yeah, did this like Lily Sloan has joined us. Sorry, Lily, you did a show earlier. Did it sound like this? Wait, no. this is sounding better. Something you just did something that sounds better. Okay. No, it didn't. S- oh, this oh. sounds better. Whoa! <laughs> I think the ghost left. Okay. Right. Wow. Good riddance. <laughs> Anyways, now that we've sorted out that hiccup. <laughs> oh, you know what I bet it was? Try again. Hello. Oh, you are not following microphone <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> I didn't know my mic was on. <laughs> and oh. it was pointing at you two <laughs> instead of at my face. Wow. So it was picking up the room. So it's like a really disappointing episode of Ghost Adventures where they find <laughs> out it's just like, it's like a, every a chirping yeah, yeah, right. mouse in the oh, wall. There's totally a technological explanation <laughs> for that. Uh, just a frizzy wire. But you know what? It also could have been a ghost that made me do that. Let's just keep it in, in the ghost realm. So. <laughs> yeah, wait, you still yeah, sound brand. echoey. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening. But I guess let's say what we played. This is terrible radio. <laughs> you don't think people want to just kind of listen to us <laughs> brainstorming a technical issue? Because <laughs> this is real life. Maybe people. maybe we should. Maybe there should be a BFF show that is That's that. Just, tech- just do you hear that? It's just like we just have like we just have forest on. <laughs> yeah. And and he's like disappointed dad. He's like it's because your headphones aren't on. Yeah. It's because the cable's a little disconnected. You gotta do the forest sigh. <sighs> forest gas station engineer, thank you for the work you do. Yeah, he's so great. Yeah, I always, I mean, I respond well to disappointed dad. <laughs> so it's really. I wouldn't yeah. say I respond well. I just, it's very familiar. I, I like the um, we're aware of the issue. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So you just heard Devo with Gut Feeling. Before that was ESG with Dance. Starting off our set today was Tom Tom Club with Pleasure of Love. How is that full moon for both of you? <laughs> that full moon in Pisces. Oh my god. I don't, I just, the thing is, is like, I, I don't know the difference between full moon or like, Mercury and retrograde, because like Lily had every, a lot of feelings all the time. Yeah, like a PM. Did you, did you notice a correlation with a spike and the you know the weekend? Um, what was what would have happened? What should there I have been? Was a full moon. Well, there's a full moon on Friday. Yeah, I had a very uh, like bumpy week mm-hmm. uh, in which I feel like culminated in this weekend i just felt like kind of a live wire which may have been full moon correlated but oh, i full moon kind of lasts for like yeah 
two to three days. So it's like kind of has a prolonged, you know. Effect. Yeah. Uh, it was really beautiful, and it was yeah. really beautiful last night too. But I, I am really, I think I'm feeling the Uranus and Taurus transit, which I was duly warned about and thought I had somehow, I don't know, escaped. Mm-hmm. But Uranus and Taurus, for those who don't know, um, I think the last time uh, Uranus transited in Taurus was right around the time that like World War Two started. So like. It's a planet that's not at home in Taurus because Taurus is a sign of like stability. It doesn't like change. Get Uranus out of my Taurus. Get your anus out of my Taurus. Yes. And Uranus, Uranus, Uranus is a planet. <laughs> I think Uranus is probably it's a better funny, way to. It's like Taurus. It also sounds like Taurus, like a donut hole. Like oh. A donut. Uranus out of my Taurus. Oh wow. Get Uranus out of my Taurus. Anyways, I'm trying to have a scholarly all, discussion about Uranus and Taurus. Let's talk about butts. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. Um, Uranus is is like uh, a planet that feels like uh, touching your tongue to uh, like the tip of a battery. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, it just seemed like you could be going somewhere else. (laughs) Okay, touching your tongue to the tip of a... Oh, yeah. That's not a good... Yeah. 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 So um, I, as somebody who has a lot of... Taurus in my chart. I've been warned by astrologers that like this is a very hold on to your butt ear. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. So to speak. I'm going to stop talking now. No, uh, like, yeah, literally. Um. <laughs> Nothing but butts <laughs> on Astral Projection Radio Hour. It's true. Astro. <laughs> wow. Cool. <laughs> So glad I can be here to help bring your show to the next level. I think the radio is good now. <laughs> <laughs> we really true. sorted full, that you know, out. Oh, well. Speaking of that, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know what the difference is because, like we said, I have a lot of feelings all the time. But also, all weekend, I was just like waiting for my period to come, mm. and that's a very like kind of full frustrating like mm-hmm. feeling yeah it's definitely like a live wire feeling yeah I get really antsy yeah. and like yeah when it finally comes there's so much relief it's yeah. like okay now there's the like cramps and the heaviness but it's like kind of a grounded feeling yeah but the waiting for it is just like ugh, it's just such a slog i had the sensation all weekend of like uh it's like have you ever seen like a like a dog whose like owner it's gone and it just keeps like getting up and lying down and trying to like get mm. emotionally comfortable but oh, can't. Yeah. My cat does that. She'll, she'll yeah. kind of like place her paws again. You know? So I kept having to like I don't want to be alone with my thoughts yet I don't want to be and so I would like really try to distract myself but then yeah. the minute I would be around other people I'm like I gotta go I can't be around people right now. Totally. I will say my one antidote and it was really great I took myself out to see hustlers starring jennifer lopez i really want to see that it i will go see it again uh it is the most vindicating uh film that is like let's overthrow capitalism and the patriarchy really Uh, oh yeah based on the true story oh yeah i like all the cardi b's in it lizzo's in it it. Um, lily reinhardt from riverdale is in it yeah constance Wu. God, I don't know these people. I mean, I know who Liz was. Yeah, I think both. It's I'm based on a crazy. true story. Yeah, and so it's not there. It's not like a total superhero. Like there's, like raw. We vote. You know, we 
fuck men, we've overthrown the patriarchy. Like, because it's based on a true story, it's about like... um, They didn't succeed. Well, no, so they didn't succeed. You could arguably <laughs> say that they did in some ways, but it's more nuanced, mm-hmm. so, which I appreciated because it was like a less of a, you know, I don't know. Well, the patriarchy is still here. It's, so. it's I think true. the... Um, the original article, which was maybe in the cut. Yeah, I didn't read um, it. I, I read the article, and it it's, like, written by a, a woman reporter who kind of calls it, like, a modern-day Robin Hood story of, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of women who stole from the rich <laughs> to give to themselves. Yes. <laughs> All of the men in the movie are somewhat, like, nameless and faceless. Like, literally, I don't think any man in the movie has a name. Um, Love it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> that was, and like, it's also really deeply about like, ha- like making your own family out of your friends, and how like women watch out for each other, and take and like, there's a really deeply nuanced and fraught and beautiful friendship between Jennifer Lopez's character and Constance Wu's character um, that I was so recognizable, and that I'm not sure. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but like. I feel like I've had so many female friendships that are deeply platonic, but also like platonically romantic, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I'm, I'm so like invested and in love with this person as a friend. And I don't know, I don't, I mean, generalizing, but I don't know that like particularly straight men get that experience as much with other men, you know? I feel like that's one of the compelling things about the show Friends for Mm -hmm. like really young people. Is it is like this very kind of like loving relationship between these men, mm. and it seems like that was a really weird kind of time where like we like now there's a lot about that show that just wouldn't exist without like a lesson, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like it kind of exists in a fantasy space. And I think Wesley Morris in the New York Times wrote a really good piece mm. kind of like talking about how like why does this show, which, you know, arguably has a lot of things that are outdated now, like why does it still kind of grasp the attention of Gen Z? It's like wildly popular 25 years yeah. after its creation. That's and true. And it doesn't, I I just, like, don't, I I don't know. I don't see a lot of things that, like, kind of capture this sort of, like, simple um, chosen family, yeah um, Mm -hmm. you know, dynamic in in that way without it being, like, this is a lesson about, like, you know, relations between people. Mm. And there's, there's sort of, like, you know, a co-ed group that's in this, in this configuration, uh, and the, I don't know, not necessarily like in romantic pairings, although a lot of them do right. romantically pair. That's and true. kind of like, they kind of like do a round robin of, of everybody. Yeah. Well, it's funny because that, I think, is often in stories a relief when it happens because it's it's like, it's hard for us to, it. I know it's it's hard for me and I feel like that's part of the formula. It's hard to sit with non-romantic love just being there yeah and existing yeah um without it needing to turn into romantic love and coupledom that's true yeah anyways highly recommend 
Hustlers. I will go see it again with anybody because I would like to support that movie financially as much as I can. And also, <laughs> shout out to... Does uh, the money go to the Hustlers? I, it goes to the, like, the amazing cast of Woman and the female director. But um, I also just really am stoked for the fact that like it did so well. And it's a movie starring Woman of Color, the main star of who who's over 50 mm. <laughs> um also does like the most amazing uh pole dance mm. in that movie that i immediately had to go like on youtube and be like how did j-lo do that pole dance mm. uh, yeah. and i learned a lot <laughs> i learned a lot uh anyways yeah go support your good thing we have a pole right here in the studio for you to show us on <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did I was like, oh man, am I reaching? I'm almost. I was like, I'm two years from forty. Maybe it's time for me to take up like a pole dancing class. That, that feels like mm. a it's midlife a crisis thing to do. For yeah, women. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I saw a lot of coyotes this weekend. That's, That's what just, I did with my yeah. pole dance. They're, hus- they're hustlers. Yeah, they yeah, are. They're total yeah, hustlers. They are hustlers. I love them. I was. I saw a bunch in the headlands and uh, Glen Canyon, and uh, the full moon actually like. I had trouble sleeping, mm. and I, and it, it, it's, it's totally dumb now that I, I think about why it was because the full moon was so bright. <laughs> like, it was really it was bright. The, it was the light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But speaking of Taurus, uh, Beatrix's favorite sign, we're now in a waning gibbous in Taurus. Uh, and so I'm going to read from the Astrological Grimoire. <laughs> Written by us. <laughs> um, Waning Gibbous, which is a phase uh, regarding review, reflection, and introspection. Today when we're in Taurus, coming out of that full moon. It can be hard for you to let go mm. of things, of people, of places. Holding on can be good sometimes. It's what gives you endurance for the long haul of this expansive life you're living. But the risk you run if you can't put things down once they're done is that you'll get stuck there. You might trick yourself into believing you're just being patient or devoted or true. But you know how the heaviness sinks into your bones, has you glancing backward instead of gazing at the horizon. Write a list of the things in your life that are finished, but that still occupy your consciousness. Hold each one in your mind and reassure it that by putting it down, you won't be forgetting it, but rather setting it free with gratitude. That's a good one. Good job, us. <laughs> Some real, real Taurus advice right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before we play more music, I would like to... Let's do that in do the next segment. We're going to do the snack news in the next segment? Yeah, okay. let's I, do we, the snack news. We have breaking news. snack news. Breaking <laughs> snack news. I feel like... I want to scoop need, everybody else. I think we need more of a segment like it needs its own segment you know what breaking I mean? snack news yeah yeah i'll yeah. see what else i can find okay. it deserves it deserves oh it. no no we can spend it all on this one breaking <laughs> object uh but you can tweet at us at which radio we're also on instagram at which radio there's some more music for you this is dive with taker you're listening to astral projection radio hour on bff.fm
are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard Rare DM with Spellcast. Before that was Chelsea Wolf with Be All Things. And starting off that set was Dive with Taker. As promised, we have some snack news. Snack scoop. Snack scoop. Yeah, this caught my eye, this first one, because... You and I share a common love language of Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the hot and spicy ones. I'm a real purist to the point where, as I'm sure you've uh, tried, I make my own Cheez-Its mm. um, when I'm when the mood strikes. It's Is a that purist. Though? Well, just like it's a very uh, like distilled. Uh, sure. I don't need any like special Cheez-It flavors. Um, though you can really adjust the level of spiciness when you make your own Cheez-Its. Um, I go through phases like where I make them a lot and then I just can't. But you have to be like a really certain amount of stoned to really get into making Cheez-Its. And then by then, you've probably already eaten a whole box of regular Cheez-Its. That's probably also you true. Gotta, like start that off, you know, can't go in hungry. Yeah. So I was intrigued to discover uh, I always love like a weird brand unexpected brand collaboration yeah i feel like we didn't talk enough about the the chicken sandwich uh you know the popeyes the the, the well the pop just not popeye started it but like mm. the whole chicken sandwich discourse <laughs> just the discourse, the discourse. Mm, yes let's let us discourse <laughs> Um, but we'll come back to that. Yeah. We've got a chicken segment. But Cheez-Its. Tell us about Cheez-Its. Yeah. So Pizza Hut uh, has partnered with Cheez-Its, um, which I always want to say Cheez-Its, but really, like, it is just Cheez-It. Um, Wasn't it Cheez-Its, like, multiple crackers? You know, I, I got to really study on, like, the grammar and etymology <laughs> of Cheez-It because there's a dash in it. Some people spell it with a Z at the end. Sometimes it's just an it's. Sometimes it's just cheese it, like in the cheese it is plural. Well, so. I think that it's like band-aids where oh, like cheese yeah. it is the corporation, but the crackers mm. are cheese it's plural. Yeah. You I feel know? like, like cheese it got to just invent their own rules here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, pizza. It's sort of the opposite of Cheetos where the, mm. the food is Cheetos, but like you can have so. an individual Cheeto. Cheeto. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So Pizza Hut, they've partnered with Cheez-Its uh, to create pizzas that look like giant Cheez-Its, which really we kind of like, I feel it's like we got to, I feel like we got to get one in here to really get a close look at it. But like, it just seems like cheese stuffed with more cheese. Um, I think there's like a, um, you called it, you, you generously called it a calzone <laughs> or like a, like a hot pocket. Y- yes. It's got sort of a, it's hot pockety baked. They call it a baked hand pie. Yeah. So, uh, Thrillist says it begins with a salty cheddar flavor we all know and love from the beloved baked crackers infused into a dough, then filled with your choice of cheese or pepperoni and cheese. But it's not really a pizza. It doesn't have toppings. It isn't sliced eight ways. It's also unclear whether or not the pizza is soft and gooey or crisp with a flaky exterior. Um, and is it dusted with cheese powder or is it just like orange and... It's the it's hard to yeah, tell from the photo. It is hard. We gotta get one in here. Yeah. Have you ever had a the like Dorito tacos? Yes. Okay. How are they? I've not had them. How are they? 
I, I feel like the Dorito is such an intense flavor. I think it, that it, it might be overpowering. Yeah, it comes in a few flavors. I think the ranch, the cool ranch one, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I could um, see that. Did you, have you visited the the most beautiful cantina yet? Not okay. yet, uh, but it's on my list. Yeah, um, it's we're just moving into San Francisco summer. It's a good time to go. Yes. Um, yeah, I have not had that yet. I have also not had the Popeye's chicken sandwich yet because it's they they stopped selling them for a while. They were like, you got to bring your own bun. Just bring your own bun, and we'll like, which is really just like you're. They're just giving you like a chicken tender inside of a <laughs> your own bun. <laughs> Popeye's is very good though. Yeah, it's like there are so many reasons to go outside of the chicken sandwich. It's I was kind of baffled when the whole chicken sandwich thing happened because I didn't realize they didn't already have a sandwich. I'm not a huge chicken sandwich fan. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, it's too much bread. And I say that as somebody who loves bread, but I'm like, I don't, I want to just give me the chicken. Just give me just the like chicken sl- and the sauce. Slap the chicken in my mouth. Yeah. Thing. I don't want to be like just chewing on so much bread when I could get to the good stuff. We have some more chicken news though. Oh man. Um, I so got... let's, let's start oh. with this one. KFC um, is publishing a, uh, a date a dating simulator which is sort of like an app based like choose your own adventure based on like romance um they <laughs> they have a lot of these that are kind of like drawn in an anime style there's usually a lot of like cute boys oh or this girls. is a whole thing yeah it's a whole thing um it's like a whole genre of games i was definitely and really into the sims like different. for like when it first came out very different this um, is this is, this is a like, dating simulator what do you think of um i'm gonna describe the anime colonel sanders Silver fox ish, like looks to be about twenty five, but with white hair. Is not this, into the goatee. Is the silver fox in the hen house? Yeah, the goatee and mustache combo, I think, should get lost. It's just not. It does not working for me in this context. Well, I think that's what Colonel Sanders looks like on the let's, logo. Let's, I think it's time to update. Um, I'm like, it's there's something that I'm not. It's like. You ever encounter someone who's like too attractive that they become unattractive? Like that's how I feel about this sim- simulation. You're gonna have trouble with anime. Yeah, <laughs> and like you're just too. It's like too. It like circles back around to being unattractive. Yeah, I don't me. know. I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> so the game is called "I Love You, Colonel Sanders: A Finger Looking Good Dating Simulator." It's out on September Steam, 24th. Yeah. So um, what happens in this dating simulator? Is this like the Kardashian game where you like? No. Okay. <laughs> it's sort of like choose your own adventure. I think you probably have oh. like you you have like uh, d- uh, dating prospects. You it's sort of like a uh, little rom- romance novel, like uh, your choices uh, have consequences depending on who you're trying to romance I'm gonna be honest i feel like real life dating is already complicated enough that like i don't need to simulate date i don't need i don't need an extra dimension of, of like making wrong choices <laughs> but this one involves chicken i guess and that's there's true. like low stakes it's i don't know I, I, get, I don't know I, get I don't know that i i would play it but i just i, I like i like that it exists and it's like <laughs> I'm just looking at some of the, the images from it, and one of them is like a glimmering bucket of fried chicken. Wow. When's the last time um, you had KFC? Because I have not. Oh, wow. I can see it from here. Yeah. Very anime. Yeah. Are you playing it right now? No, these are screenshots. These are screenshots. These okay. are screenshots. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm There's probably a gonna... corgi that yeah. has a chef hat. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I it's, see. It's sort of. So it's like an interactive romance novel with chicken. With chicken. What are yeah. your thoughts on? Have you had? When's the last time you had KFC? 
It's been a while, but I do have a very good KSC branded um, insulated cooler that um, <clears throat> my mom gave me. Oh, and thanks, mom. it's one of my favorite objects, and it's really useful and kind of funny. Oh, that's very um, cool. I think it was from probably a KFC meal at some point, but no, I haven't. I haven't been to KFC. In I don't think I've been long in time. at least like two decades. Um, it's it's not like the first thing I. Despite loving chicken, it's not the first thing I think of when I want to eat chicken. I loved it a lot when I was growing up. Yeah, it's I remember the the taste and I remember the smell. And our final bit of. Uh, snack news, chicken news. This was really the one I was kind of the most excited about, but apprehensively when I found out where it was opening. So Guy Fieri is opening his chi- his chicken restaurant in its first Barry location, drumroll, Levi's Stadium, which, oh man, I don't, I don't know how you're going to get me to Levi's Stadium. Um, you got to go for sports or Beyonce. Come back, Beyonce. Um, oh, so she'll be back. It's true. Okay, so um, this so far, I think the only location is in Florida, but I remember hearing about it when it opened because my ears obviously perked up when I heard it's just a, a restaurant devoted to chicken tenders with twenty two kinds of sauces. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you all the sauces momentarily, but you should know that the restaurant is called Chicken Guy! Exclamation point. Um, the logo is a chicken that looks like Guy Fieri. Yeah. Well, and then there was like, we saw the like press release where he's like holding a live chicken, which I thought was a little ethically uncouth. I was like, come on, don't, don't, don't remind us that this chicken was once alive, but I'm just a former vegetarian. So I have to say that. Um, <laughs> so, okay. That's too, I feel like if, I don't know. I, that's just you gotta, like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is it, it's sort of like the, I, I just think of the like Portlandia, like, <laughs> Over there, the like where the chicken, the chicken's name was Earl. He was yeah. raised with a swerve. I know. I'm kind of a. <laughs> I have to like practice cognitive dissonance when I think about eating animals. It's true. Um, uh, this it makes a lot of sense to me actually that the only locations so far of Chicken Guy are in Florida. It just makes sense. So the restaurant from Florida. I don't know very much about this man. He seems like he would be from Florida. Okay. Guy Fieri is actually great. Like he supports a lot of small businesses. He feeds a lot of. Homeless, he always shows up at like natural. I'm sure it's like PR stuff too, but it's like he I gives back very, a lot. Yeah, I know he's very beloved on yeah. the internet in he's, the meme circuit. He's just a, <laughs> he's just a bro who loves chicken. But I was really intrigued by this anecdote. So the restaurant is known for its quote sauce slingers who walk through the restaurant with 22 kinds of sauces for customers to sample. I imagine them like sort of like flinging the sauce, like just like hey, catch the sauce on the chicken. Um, and they have one in Disney, it sounds like. Yeah, in Florida. In Florida, I would totally go to that. Okay, are you ready to hear all the sauces available to you, and I, and decide yeah. whether you will make a pilgrimage to Levi Stadium? Um, okay, are you uh, gonna read all twenty-two? I'm gonna go really fast. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not gonna describe them all. This is like a ranked list by Thrillist. They ranked Honey Mustard last. Honey Mustard is my favorite. Um, so it's got to be. But I agree that there's like variations. Okay. Honey mustard, avocado crema, lemon pepper, curry mayonnaise, sweet and sour, blue cheese, creamy buffalo, teriyaki, garlic parmesan, spicy mayonnaise, ranchero salsa, brown sugar barbecue, buttermilk ranch, cumin lime mojo, chipotle ranch, donkey sauce. I'm going to pause here because you're probably asking what's donkey sauce. Um... It's his signature sauce. It's become one and the same with Fieri's menus. It's perfectly named. 
only Guy Fieri would call his signature dip donkey sauce. So would you believe it's the most subtle and understated sauce in the chicken guy lineup? It's kind of like a classic garlic aioli. Okay. Habanero sauce, wasabi honey, sweet sriracha barbecue, Nashville hot honey. That sounds good. Peri peri. Um, and special sauce, which I think is like, you know, everybody is required to have their own special sauce. Not to be confused with donkey sauce. Yeah, which is on the online menu. It's mayo, ketchup, mustard, pickle juice, and oh. chicken guy special spices and seasonings. Sounds disgusting and delightful. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Anyways, probably for our dear listeners, I will, we, I will, or we will make a pilgrimage. <laughs> it's really <laughs> close to where my parents live, but yeah. I think you do have to buy a ticket to something to get past the door, oh, or right, all right. I don't know, like. We'll just go to Florida. Hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of down to go to Florida just to go eat at a Guy Fieri restaurant. That sounds like something I would do. Maybe like Disney in the winter. I think I would like that. Yeah, definitely. Don't go th- I've been to Disney World as a kid in like the height of summer and it was miserable. Yeah, that same. I think I went like right at the age where I was no longer amused. <laughs> and like the m- amusement didn't grow back in until I was like in my mid 20s again and I was I, I was like oh I like it again or I like the sort of you know Dis- Disney kind of um, transportive uh, scenery design again like the immersion of it but I think when you're you know 11 12 13 that's right when you just stop caring about everything you know very true like i my mom once told me she was like you like overnight sort of like it was like a alien hijacked your body and you went from being this like sweet kid to just like a holy terror yeah as a teenager hormones man sulking years yep all right i'll do some snackoscopes in honor of our snack news virgo listen you should assign a sauce to every sign Maybe I'll do that next week. Yeah, yeah we've got we can go through them at least twice if we're yeah. gonna go by Guy Fieri Zodiac <laughs> Sauce <laughs> Zodiac. <laughs> yeah. Um Virgo, listen. Do you smell something? That's a Ghostbusters reference, by the way. That's the smell of fresh pencil shavings, of autumn spice candles, of freshly laundered socks. It's your season, the season of new beginnings, um, and an end to the shapeless shifting moods of summer. Time to step into your power while wearing new socks, wielding short pencils. Listen to Space Lady and eat tempura. Libra, you might feel a little sensitive this week, a little too tuned into other people and their moods and desires. This is a good week to take a deep breath and a step inward towards yourself. Try to have a day where you only do things that feel good just for you. Say no. Wear your favorite color. Stay silent if that feels right. Eat oatmeal and listen to King Diamond. Scorpio, it's finally beginning to feel like your season. Only you might be able to feel the coming, only you might be able to feel the coming coolness in the air, smell the decaying leaves on the wind. This is a good week to consider in a new year. What roots do you need to pull up and what is dead and gone that you need to bury in the graveyard of the approaching fall? Take stock, listen to Black Sabbath, and eat prunes. And you can tweet at us at which radio. Let us know any snack scoops we missed. And you can follow us on Instagram, also at yo. We're going to play some more music for you. This is Rosalia with Millionaria off of fucking Money Man. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. Rosalia! 
Que eso se gana escuparse millonaria. Como si plugues y ensana los billetes por Zairas. Un día para Mumbai y alza buena Malta. Siempre ven escultada, probada bala. El que voldría está ni un bellida culo blanco y un da culo ver. Pero todo eso se gana un poco fiel al día que tengamos dinero. El que voldría está ni. Cada día celebrada en mi cumpleaños Y dos yopas corren para el jardín de casa El que voldría es tenir Només vull veure billets de cent Signa del dòlar dintre la ment Poquim money, man Només vull veure billets de cent Poquim money, man Signa del dòlar dintre la ment Por tu dos o de març Fets amb el cobert de diamants y un nublo a caviar bang bang Que te'l puc regalar Tinc un xaval contractat Perquè m'obri els regals de Nadal Tanco el centre comercial I en menjo jo sol en gelat Cada xampà Papi botelles Bauti juliot Compro una estrella Tinc una illa que té el meu nom Però el que voldria és tenir Només vull veure billets de cent Només vull veure billets de cent Poquim money, man Signa del dòlar dintre la ment Poquim money, la mix Poquim money, man Poquim money, man Només vull veure billets de cent Poquim money, man
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard Bjork with the knife remix of Futures Creatures. Before that was Shusha Santa Maria with Heaven's Gate Path. And starting off that set was Rosalia with Villanaria. Um, we are going to talk about evil winds. I think we left off uh, on one of our last shows kind of without enough time to talk about uh, the effect of winds on people, the malevolent Malevolent winds, winds. yeah. Um, wind makes us crazy. <clears throat> yeah, a fact I first learned about on a seminal episode of Beverly Hills 90210 in which uh, Kelly Taylor and steals her best friend's boyfriend they like make out and she's like I blame it on these Santa Ana winds which are kind of like known as a sort of lusty and malevolent like devil wind right? yeah apparently a lot more murders happen during Santa mm-hmm. Ana winds but we'll we'll get to that this comes from scorpionic wind <laughs> it's totally a scorpionic wind um, d- d- dated a lot of those Uh, (laughs) um, This comes from an essay from LitHub, A Brief Eerie History of How the Wind Makes Us Crazy, which I believe is maybe an excerpt from this book that New York Review of Books just put out. Yeah, Leal Watson's Heaven's Breath. A Natural History of the Wind. I'm totally going to read it. Um, I'm interested in this both because I find like that a lot of humans aren't really tapped into like how they're environment influences their moods and like psychology um and i think it's also really interesting when that's like a collective thing you know like when more than one person is experiencing like wow why do i feel so weird today i mean that's there's like the full moon phenomenon too which we talked about earlier right well it makes a lot of sense to me with wind because you don't think of it as like it's not as kind of like visibly um disruptive as a lot of other kinds of weather it's considered a weather wind is you know movement large movement or like large systems of movement of of gases but it's largely invisible outside of its effect on the physical environment on and on on things like you see it kind of manifest in like um you know trees uh, Mm -hmm. moving or billowing or other people's reactions to it um versus kind of you know things like precipitation that um are a lot more like visibly physical like wind is wind is so physical it's almost like sound how sound can be really um maddening but it's kind of like yeah it exists in in this like unseen kind of realm are you familiar with all like the weird the hum phenomenon Mm -hmm. yeah like the taoist hum it's like people that hear this weird indistinct hum and it drives them crazy Mm -hmm. yeah and i've experienced that before too like and i think living in cities you you experience like the sound the sound or sounds that drive you crazy you know and kind of like um i remember a few years ago learning about how physical sound is and how it's like Mm. it actually creates damage on your eardrums it's um something that also has a lot of kind of like um, politics wrapped up in it, places that are, um, you know, wealthier neighborhoods tend to be able to um, 
exist in places where louder sounds aren't as much of a problem. Sometimes like rich communities will um, lobby, say flight, like air airline um, or kind of airport mm-hmm. uh, control people t- and, and make these laws where there are areas that you can't fly over, um, things like construction and um, um, you know vehicles that make loud sounds there's there's kind of like um a level of privilege with silence you know mm-hmm. and silence being this like yeah. kind of violent thing or yeah. not silence um noise, noise being like a violent thing and silence sure. being like a reprieve from it I, f- I feel like wind is is kind of a similar like it's it's it can be physically violent but you kind of like can't see it so it's not on your mind you know it's true and therefore like it's weird to think about how that kind of like phenomenon can influence like your mood and your psychology i don't have i i'm really sensitive i've always known this to like really drastic changes in like uh air pressure like Mm -hmm. barometric pressure like i'll get an immediate headache if it Mm -hmm. goes from like sunny to rainy really fast Mm -hmm. or vice versa um yeah. And I don't know, like, it took me years to figure out, like, why that would happen. Um, but it definitely puts me, like, always in a weird mood, too. I'm like, oh, I feel weird. Yeah, it's like a common migraine uh, trigger yeah. right here. Yeah, like, parametric yeah. pressure and temperature change, like, these things that are kind yeah. of, like, similarly invisible, you know? It's true. Yeah, so there's a whole crazy history of, especially, like, writers writing about malevolent winds. Mm-hmm. So, like, Voltaire once wrote that the, this east wind is responsible for numerous cases of suicide black melancholy spreads over the whole nation even the animals suffer and have from it and have a dejected air uh, everyone wears a grim expression and is inclined to make desperate decisions it was literally in an east wind that charles the first was beheaded and james the second deposed which kind of like it's a little unnerving to me that like for as i don't know like logical and rational as like humans think we are that like we could be so subtly influenced to like by something like wind you know that would like cause people to make really rash decisions well it's interesting because it's like um a lot of the sort of you know medical science around wind is is around things like overstimulation and this idea that like overstimulation causes all these health problems it causes like the elevation of certain hormones and the depletion of other hormones and and kind of um can drive people to stroke to heart attack um it like heightens your serotonin lowers your um adrenaline uh you get tired like you it's it's kind of like you're being you're being like physically pelted or like and you're exerting maybe maybe force in in resistance to like a, a physical violent force. It's true, and I wonder how like with climate change, how that how things will change. You know, like for better or for worse. Um, I mean, we definitely get like stronger hurricanes now. Yeah, which is, to, which yeah, is hurricanes are the. I think the at the if if you looked at a um, scale of like stillness to whatever the other end of things it like ends with hurricane yeah so yeah there's a couple of winds that are considered positively evil one is called sirocco in arabic which means easterly um and 
I guess in, in all of it, it, it has like a lot of local names because it goes everywhere from like Spain to Morocco to Algeria to Libya to Egypt. Um, and every guise, it is warm with a temperature more than 10 degrees centigrade, higher than the seasonal average and dry with humidity that sometimes falls to zero. And the combination of those two characteristics seems to do something fundamental to the wind's electrical properties and mm-hmm. then in turn to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also called the Ghibli, which um, is what Studio Ghibli was named after. I did the not animation that. studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Studio Ghibli, I think, named themselves that. It's the Libyan word for it. Um, they named themselves that as the sort of like new wind to come to animation in Japan. But it's also, they use a lot of like wind motif, a lot of like aeronautical uh, motif in their... Um, Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, and so scientists have actually done a lot of studies, like you were mentioning, uh, of like physiological responses. And apparently it's something like 43% of uh, like one third of the population experiences some kind of adverse reaction to these kinds of winds. Um, And most of them are women, Mm. which I also found interesting. Um, But, you know, why is that? They don't. It's something to do with um, that women have less adrenaline than men naturally, and there's something about the this particular wind that like depletes adrenaline even further, and so mm-hmm. women will complain of like fatigue, apathy, depression. Um, and that's interesting because um, in men it seems to trigger a kind of violence. Yeah, um, and it, it's interesting. This is—it's all over sort of the world too. Like in yeah. at least anecdotally, it seems. Like, yeah, there's another. To this article. There's another kind of wind in like this that's mostly in like Europe called the phone wind, F O H N, and it so affects like human reaction time that mm-hmm. traffic accidents in Geneva rose by over fifty percent when phone conditions prevailed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um internists reported increases in like migraines psychic disturbances both during and on the day before a wind suicide and suicide suicide attempts sort of academic proportions all through switzerland whenever they call it the witch's wind mm-hmm. touches ground seems a little maligning to witches but okay um and then yeah in conclusion the santa Ana winds which i mentioned earlier really like totally uh, made famous by essays by Joan Didion. I think I read last time the Raymond Carver piece uh, about like housewives ha- handling the sharp edges of their knives and looking at their husband's necks <laughs> during the Santa Ana winds. Um, but yeah, so the, I guess in um, 1968, there were statistics for homicides in Los Angeles and they compared them with weather records. There were 53 days during the year when the Santa Ana blue um, and humidity fell below 15%. On 34 of those 53 days, there were more deaths than normal. And during the longest sustained Santa Ana, the total was 47% higher than in any other windless week. Mm. I find this interesting. In California's early days, defendants in crimes of passion were able to plead for leniency by citing the wind as an extenuating circumstance. Mm. Yeah, try to bring that back. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Like, citing the wind as an extenuating circumstance. I mean, it makes again, like I because it's. I, I mean, you one can argue that it's yeah, um, it's pretty close to like arguing insanity, right? 
Yeah, and sanity by like means of the environment. I'm actually sure you're probably going to see way more uh, arguments of that sort with climate change. Yeah, you know? I think or, like, about that, like heat and how um, you know heat brings out certain um, moods in people, as well as like being uh, you know enduring long winters and yeah. um, you know this this sort of crime trend after long winter. Is like after after the sort of like mm-hmm. um, yeah. end end of long winters in certain places, right. like you see a spike in, in crime when when um, people are out and about again. Yeah, just kind of settling settling scores and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Our environment really impacts us again in ways I don't think we always n- notice or realize or like accept uh, consciously as like an influence on our moods. I mean, I mean, there's things like, right? People suffer from like seasonal depression, seasonal depression disorders. But that seems seems a little more like, oh, well, it's dark out all the time, so that seems a little more obvious and overt to me. Yeah. Um, but I always forget. It's like even environmentally, like if I'm having like a really bad day or I'm feeling really like just blah, like if I just go to some place that feels greener mm-hmm. <laughs> and more in nature, I'm autumn. It's like it's like natural Xanax for me or like serotonin where I'm like, Oh, right. I forgot that being surrounded with concrete is not always good for my brain. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there's like uh, a way for people to find what their environmental triggers and balms are, you know, like I'm do a ritual and figure it out, you know, And, and kind of like find, find what, um, I've heard to refer to as, your power weather the one the kind of weather the kind of air um or the kind of temperature where you feel the most alive at your peak that's Um, a really good question i I think about that a lot because i i go certain places where i'm just like this is it this is is my my ideal my power weather i'm gonna think about that yeah i think mine's definitely fog but with no wind Mm. yeah i think uh spending three years working for a weather company <laughs> really uh kind of i i started noticing a lot of like even you know it's it's here so like the weather here is like nuanced already to begin with but um just kind of uh noticing things like when the air temperature matches skin temperature and it feels like no weather and oh, there's no yeah. wind you know things like that um yeah, like the lack, of, the lack of weather yeah. is, is an interesting sensation too. It's true. You know, it's like this yeah. lack of resistance in the air. And like, um, I talk a lot about the differences in the air from where I grew up in, in California and how that kind of like, to me, maps similarly to how oppressed I feel <laughs> there versus here. It Like, it's like a physical oppression, you know? Oh, man. The air of the Deep South is like, you're being held yeah. down by a physicality and this the drone it's you know so it's, true and then here it feels yeah. a lot of the time aside from the wind well the wind is an interesting thing because it's kind of like um an invisible oppression so you know like yeah we just talked about it's like a kind of invisible force um but it doesn't feel as palpable or there's something about it that feels a little bit more like like harder to grasp you know that's so true yeah yeah, I have such a vivid muscle memory of the first time I got out of the car in New Orleans. I moved there in the dead of summer. 
and it was like breathing <laughs> wet hot cotton yeah. and i was like it's like walking into a dog's mouth it was so yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it all right i'm gonna do some snackoscopes yeah. um sagittarius this season might come upon you so fast that you feel a little emotional whiplash a little like you're still holding a drink and having a conversation while everyone else has left the room this might make you feel a little unmoored a little left behind let yourself stay in this liminal space if you need to you're on your own timeline eat granola and listen to cardi b Capricorn, who are you when no one is looking, when you can let out a long-held breath and be nothing? It's a good week to practice that, maybe even in front of the people closest to you. You're not held together by wires, but by a tender, beating heart that bruises like everyone else's. You'd be surprised how many people want to show up for you. Listen to heart and eat Cheetos. Aquarius, you might dream in colors that don't exist this week. You might hear sounds that have never been made. Get curious about what your mind is showing you in the darkest depths. While you may want to rush into the future, allow yourself to hang out here, absorbing like an antenna floating in space. Write it all down. Eat cookies and listen to Laurie Anderson. And you can follow us on Twitter at Witch Radio. Tweet at us if you have any wind facts to share with us. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. Here's some more music. This is Karen Marks with Cold Cafe. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.
You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard James Chance with Contort Yourself. Before that was Nancy Nova with The Force. Starting off that set was Karen Marks with Cold Cafe. We have some AM radio news. Yeah, uh, I was telling you off air, I'm like, man... Would Astral Projection Radio Hour even be here without Art Bell? <laughs> like, in terms of, like, influences of influences of influences. Yeah, arguably, like, a subconscious influence. Yeah, if you don't know... a grandfather for us. Yeah, so Art Bell used to be the host of Coast to Coast Radio. If you were ever, like, driving late at night alone on, on a creepy old road, probably tuned your dial to Coast to probably Coast. Probably in the desert. Yeah, right? probably yeah. in the desert. Um... It was a great show, and then he died. It got, like, taken over before he died, I think, and turned into, like, now it's, like, weird, I don't know, Alex like, Alex Jones-esque yeah, it's, conspiracy it's very, stuff. like, right-wing strange now. Yeah, I find it odd that there is, like, it's, like, the arc of, like, alien time traveling, the Bigfoot conspiracies, like, goes so far left and then it circles back around to like right far right <laughs> yeah well it goes to this place where um it's it's a question of like whether you believe what the you know so-called um you know institutions or authorities like yeah. tell you right it's it's like the, it becomes this sort of like distrust of of like quote-unquote truth yeah, you know? exactly. So, yeah. Which so goes, you know, both both sides have a whole, a whole lot of that. It's very true. Yeah. So our bell That's passed certain. away a little over a year ago. Um, and to preserve and celebrate his work, Coast to Coast AM has unlocked the Art Bell Vault, a curated archive of some of the show's best, oddest episodes for fans of all things alien, paranormal, Sasquatch, or just strange. Um so it looks like you have to be a Coast Insider member. I don't know if that costs money. Hmm. But there's 20 ad-free shows with the two classic episodes. Um, you can still listen as a guest, but you don't can't hear the whole thing. But you can listen to episode segments, um, which include conversations with a guy about a purported bottomless hole discovered in his backyard, Mel's Hole. Uh, a notable hole. A notable hole. A discussion. Just a shout out to should, yeah, Charlie McQuarrie of, we, of Notable Holes. We should get Charlie on here to talk about some yeah. Notable Holes. <laughs> yeah. um, I know a lot of Notable Swimming Holes, but I'm also intrigued by Notable Occult Holes. Yeah, or just like big holes in the ground, you know, yeah. from mining or dredging or from, you yeah. know, someone digging a hole. <laughs> yeah, there's also... Digging a hole and putting a library in it. There's a <laughs> lot of Notable yeah. Library Holes love, that Charlie has made. Love a library hole. Um, also discussion with a famed exorcist... Guy, some guy named Bugs who claims to have shot Bigfoot once. Don't shoot at Bigfoot. If you encounter Bigfoot, like, leave him alone. Also with... Uh, He's trying to live his life. With Michio Kaku, the physicist, yeah. which is, I, worries me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, okay. Uh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Gra- grain of salt, everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so shout out to, to Art Bell. Another uh, sort of long lost to time, literally uh, strange... Uh, public access yeah we're going <laughs> into the vaults today this is these are some vault finds i don't know how i'm only just learning about this this is like the, a mad libs of everything that i'm into um this comes from atlas obscura but it's a little bit old 
For a brief time in 1978, Italy had a televised satanic variety show. I would like to bring this back. I would like to be your host. I would like to uh, also feature Grace Jones, who performed on it, as well as astral projection favorite Asha Puthley. Um, you could host it right here in the Secret I think Alley, I'm gonna which propose has like satanic it. lineage. It's true. I think I'm going to propose it to Noel. I, regardless, I'm going to make Noel hunt down these long lost episodes. So it was this show called Strix. It only ran for six episodes. Um, and was had a full of all these weird satanic medieval influences had all this explicit sexual imagery sorcery related symbolism so you may ask how did this show which was prime time land on the national television network of a country ruled by the christian democracy party at the time so there's this guy named enzo trapani tv screenwriter and director he was known as unpredictable and an enigmatic enigmatic creative so he claims in an interview that he got a call in the middle of the night a man talking in a courteous and measured tone apologized for calling at such an ungodly hour, then complained about the lack of representation he had on national TV. He asked why nobody was writing a show about him. You see, he concluded, feigning embarrassment, I am the devil. <laughs> hmm. It's a great origin story. Yeah, it really reminds me of the origin of the, uh, the origins of the Church of Satan. Um, yeah. Which is... Also, kind of like a, um, no, like almost a dare, or like it's it's like a it's an it's a, there's there's an inspired moment, let's say, that kind of right. leads you down a path to creating a, a whole you know a whole world. Yeah, and it's interesting because one of the reasons that like this show came to be was because color TV had sort of just become available in the majority of Italian households. So Trapani, he was like, well, I want to use it as a vessel for all these new technologies. So chroma key, distorting lenses, dry ice, mock 3D special effects. You can find, you. the episodes appear to be lost to time, but you can find clips of the musical performances on YouTube, and I highly recommend watching them. They are bizarre. And yeah, it's full of like puppet demons and goblins and dancers an expert in Neapolitan esoteric lore would explain the fundamentals of palmistry, Kabbalah, and tassiography. It honestly sounds like Mardi Gras to me. It totally does. Yeah, you get a Caligula impersonator. It's sort of like Bacchanalian. There's a lot of like Very bikinis much so. and partying and disco and, um, you know, bubbles being blown and yeah. dancing and, you know, uh, costumes and yeah. makeup. It's very kind of like New Orleans vibes. It really, it truly is. I remember landing one of the last times that I was in New Orleans, not with you, with another friend. And it was um, Krampus night. Yeah. Yeah. And we was... literally like just got off the plane and took a taxi in the French Quarter. And there was like a, a demonic Krampus German demon Christmas parade happening. Yeah. This um. actually reminds me a lot of Krampus. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So yeah, it, it aired and it was inundated with phone calls from outraged viewers because your average Italian TV spectator was not accustomed to an ironic appreciation of the devils and goblins, human sacrifices, bare breasts. So uh, even though 9 million people watched it, which seems like a lot, um, it was not. I mean, why not? It's like so, yeah. it feels like, uh, you know, just as many people who complained were like, oh, finally like or yeah. not maybe finally but like oh intrigue because 
it's all of this stuff that yeah. is, uh, you know, in the in the realm of the taboo. It's going to become my new quest to find these lost six episodes. Yeah, I feel like I know enough weird here. film people that I can, mm -hmm. that there's got to be some portal I could open just through a spell to yeah. find them. Um, should I, should I do two sets of snackoscopes or do we have anything else we want to talk about? Yeah, let's, let's do both sets. Once again, we have <laughs> run out of time oh, man. to... You know, uh, time just drips strangely in this studio. We have no control over it. it yeah, just, it's it has a sh it has a shape though. Yeah. It definitely you know starts out <laughs> in a different shape than what we end up in, yeah. and, and hence, if you're in the uh, last six yeah. signs, you're gonna hear your horoscopes yeah. right now. But don't worry, soon you'll be at the front of the pack again. <laughs> yes, That's true. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. All the way to the end. Yeah. Okay. Pisces. This is a week that might feel heightened and tense, like your input sensors are going haywire, misreading every tone and angle of light. You might feel a little spooked. You might want to retreat into your watery depths. Instead, try getting curious about these new sensations. Try reminding yourself that anxiety and excitement are the same. Listen to Dio and eat apples. Aries, don't let your temper get the best of you this week. Wires might get crossed. People might be a little too wishy-washy for your taste. Let it be a lesson in patience and accepting people and the world for where they're at. The truth is everyone is trying and failing and trying again. Even you. Look for the tender kernels of truth. Eat pie and listen to Neil Young. Taurus, you might want to crawl under a blanket and never come out this week. Things are moving too fast for your soul to catch up. It's so hard for you to feel groundless. Read letters lovers wrote to each other decades ago. Notice how people found ways to survive uncertainties and worries. Notice how people found each other instead. Listen to Roy Ayers and eat soup. Gemini, you might feel a little stiffed, <laughs> stiffed stifled this week, <laughs> like no one is listening. This might make you feel a little lonely, left out. It's a good time to stretch your wings, remember how to be your own best friend and sounding board. Go for a walk in a different part of town, get lost, make friends, sing karaoke with strangers. Be what you need the most. Eat tacos and listen to X. Cancer, there's something about this shift in seasons that might make you feel a little melancholy, a little wistful. You might feel anxious with nothing to point to. Let this be a time to lean into the in-between and to whatever is wiggling out of you trying to be born. Do the things that make you feel full. Call your mom, cook dinner, listen to Bootsy Collins, and eat a pear. And Leo, you might feel like pouting this week, like no one is paying enough attention to you. Think about how you can channel this disappointment into another avenue. Dust off old projects, write a letter to someone you forgot about. Show up in the way you want people to show up for you, and you might be surprised what happens. The casserole, and listen to Throwing Muses. I just did uh, a quick search to see if there's a place to find episodes of Strix. Oh, what'd you find? There's a few torrents, but it looks like there might not be too many active seeds, um, but it's worth a shot. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, I'll try to look for it on the yeah. dark web. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about the dark web, but you, uh, do. you just download a browser. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, you just get a browser. Um, it's a great place to find books and other um, very illegal things, I guess. I, I guess usually it's it's linked to illegal activity, but good for books and maybe long lost TV shows. Yeah, well, I'll give it a sh I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah, you can tweet at us at Witch Radio if you happen to have a tip about where to get um, 
old Strix videos or Strix torrents or if you're a seed for Strix, uh, for the Strix series. I'm in the market for this yeah. contraband satanic Italian <laughs> variety show from 1978. Please, please, help, let please us help, help me. Yeah. <laughs> help us out and uh, we'll do an on-air spell and maybe send you a copy of the book or something. Uh, next up is the Hanging Garden Radio Show. Um, we're going to leave you with Clit by Earth Eater. You've been listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. And I will be invisible next week, but there might be a show. May, may or may not. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. TV. It'll be a surprise. Yes. So tune in. Maybe, maybe not. Um, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.